0: More talented football team than South Carolina. Clemson was a more talented football team than South Carolina last year. Did that make any difference? No. Could you necessarily tell on the field of play last year? Not really. Certainly not in the final score. But I don't think it's a hot take to say that Clemson still is the more talented of the two teams, but where, and just how much of an advantage do they have, guys? Our position unit comparison, where I'll break down every single position unit and who's got the advantage, or maybe it's a push between the Gamecocks and Tigers. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. We start at the quarterback position, guys. This one goes to South Carolina. That's the easy nod. Give credit to Cade Klubnick, taking over as QB1 full-time this year under a new offensive system that Garrett Riley brought over to Clemson. He's gotten better as the season has progressed. 2,480 passing yards, 64% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's been sacked 19 times as well. So, like, you look at their numbers, you look at those numbers, and they're not terrible, but early on, it was a struggle, right? And when you got a guy in Cade Clubnick that's talking about, you know, you're on the road at Miami in an overtime game and the play call is to hand the ball in the middle and you just take off and do your own thing, there's been a disconnect there. I'll be really curious to see does Clemson go in the portal and try to get a quarterback this offseason, truly. But Cade Clubnick has come on of late. He hasn't been terrible. He's been respectable, right? Similar to who South Carolina just saw in Devin Leary last week. But he's not on the level of Spencer Rattler. And I know Rattler did not have his greatest game last week, but still, guys, through a pair of touchdown passes, no turnovers, no interceptions, used his legs, was efficient with the football. Rattler is on a different level. And so, guys, it's been a long time since we could say this. For the second consecutive season, the Gamecocks have the edge at the quarterback position. Been a long time since we could say that in the South Carolina-Clemson rivalry. To the running back position we go. Clemson gets the nod here. Uh, the two-headed monster that is Phil Maffa and Will Shipley. Maffa with 805 rushing yards, 5.4 yards per carry, nine rushing touchdowns to his credit. and Will Shipley, who has torn up South Carolina in his career, 718 rushing yards. Five rushing touchdowns, 5.1 yards per carry, guys. They've they've combined for over 1,500 rushing yards and 14 total touchdowns this season. Uh, all respect to Mario Anderson. It ain't better than the two headed monster the Clemson's got. South Carolina's lack of depth, as well, really even hurts them having a chance in this conversation. But I don't think there's any level headed Gamecock fan out there that would argue this one. The Tigers certainly have the advantage in the backfield. At the wide receiver position, again, guys, this is another situation where South Carolina's got one guy. It's Xavier Leggett, right? I mean, he is elite, but they have one guy. To be fair, you saw Morgan Brown do some things last weekend. You saw Nick Harbour get involved. I mean, outside of that, though, guys, like there's not a whole lot there, and it's all spearheaded by Xavier Leggett. On the Clemson side, they don't have that one elite guy, but they've got multiple dudes who contribute at a respectable level, right? Bo Collins, their leading wide receiver, 510 yards receiving, three touchdowns on the year. Tyler Brown behind him, 479 yards and four touchdowns. Their third leading receiver is a tight end, which we'll get into in just a second. Troy Stellato, 279 yards receiving a touchdown. Uh after that, Will Shipley is one of their leading receivers, 203 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, how about uh how about Antonio Williams, the local kid? Just 17 catches for 192 yards and two touchdowns to his credit. They expect him to be the number one receiver. And I think he's I think he's dealt with some injuries here and there, but certainly just has not been the guy they expected. Guys, I do give South Carolina the nod at the wide receiver position because, again, while Clemson's got probably more guys that have respectable numbers or have contributed, like, there's something to be said for having a Xavier Leggett. There's something to be said for having one of the best players on the field for both respective teams. Like, Xavier Leggett's going to be one of the best football players that takes the field on Saturday. You have a guy like that. It gives you the nod, and for that reason, I give the Game Cox the nod at the wide receiver position. At tight end, guys, this is a push for me. And a lot of South Carolina fans will say, well, we have two and they have one. Why would it be a push? Guys, I challenge you to go look at the numbers that Jake Brenningstool has put up for Clemson at the tight end position. He's their third leading receiver. 40 catches for 404 yards. 10.1 yards per catch and five touchdowns. Now, I know South Carolina has Trey Knox and Joshua Simon. I get that. But guys, you combine their numbers, and it's about what Brenning Stool has done for Clemson. He is such a weapon in their offense. He's also come on really strong of late. I like the game of Joshua Simon. Trey Knox has been kind of a, you know, battling some injury, hasn't really done a ton. I go push here. I go push here. I was tempted to give Clemson the nod here, but you know what? I respect the games of Knox and Simon. A push is where I fall when it comes to the tight end position.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
0: To the offensive line we go. Guys, South Carolina has improved. You know, I I was going to say drastically, but to be honest with you guys, I mean, the offensive line last week against Kentucky, it was about what we've seen all year. I mean, it's it's improved, don't get me wrong, where it's not just a complete jailbreak, right? I thought the the offensive line did a much better job in pass protection, and Spencer Rattler wasn't just completely running for his life. But still, guys, Rattler ran the ball ten times. He was sacked twice. A lot of pressure being generated on Spencer Rattler. The running game non-existent. As much of a bright spot as Marquio Anderson has been, the Gamecocks cannot run the football. They are one of the worst in the SEC at rushing the football. They're obviously one of the worst at protecting the quarterback. You look at Clemson's offensive line. I mean, they haven't been great necessarily, right? They haven't been great, but I mean, they got a they got a pair of guys who are both near a thousand yards. And they've only given up 19 sacks, which is a lot less than South Carolina's, what, like 39 they've given up. So I do give Clemson the nod, guys, at offensive line. I mean, again, they've been far from perfect. But I challenge you also to go look at the recruiting profiles of the Clemson offensive linemen. Look at South Carolina's guys. There's just more talent there. They've got better bodies. They've got more physical bodies. I do give Clemson the easy nod at offensive line. To the defensive side of the football we go, guys. And Clemson, you look at the numbers, they are, for lack of a better way of putting it, elite on the defensive side. I've seen a lot of chatter this week about Clemson's no good on defense. Teams have been able to expose him downfield. I'm like, I don't see those numbers. Like, if I'm missing that, somebody can inform me, but I'm, I'm not seeing that. Clemson's defense allowing less than 300 yards per game. They're only allowing 166 yards per game through the air. But, guys, we start with the defensive line. So we go from offensive line to defensive line, looking at the defensive side of the football. And I do give Clemson the nod here. South Carolina's defensive line, to be fair, had, I would argue, their best performance. You probably put it right up there with the Georgia game. One of their best performances of the season against Kentucky. Jordan Strawn, the game of the year for him. He was active. He was all over the quarterback, made big plays, forced some big turnovers. T.J. Sanders was in there making plays. Tonky Hemingway was some game-changing plays. So that was the type of performance South Carolina needed, and that's what they're going to need yet again in this football game. But, guys, I mean, you look at Clemson. They've got some big-time NFL dudes up front. Tyler Davis, Rook, Ororo. I think it's how you say his name. I'm probably butchering that. But those two dudes lead the way. Xavier Thomas on the outside. Justin Mascall on the other edge as well. Clemson is elite up front. They're not just one of the best defensive lines in the ACC. They're one of the best defensive lines in all of college football, and I do give the Tigers the nod at the defensive line position group. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Download the GameTime app or head over to gametime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at GameTime. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SpursUp. That's SP or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. To linebacker we go. Clemson gets the nod yet again. And this one's not even debatable, guys. I mean, South Carolina. Hey, listen, I respect Debo Williams. He's a leader. He's a he, he's a he's a guy that plays with a relentless motor. Like he loves being a Gamecock, and he's a smart football player. And that's all fine and dandy. But Jeremiah Trotter and Barrett Carter—they are arguably the best linebacker duo in all of college football. And you look at the numbers, guys. That would back it up. Um, both of these guys leading Clemson in tackles. Trotter with eighty-two total tackles, five and a half sacks. Uh, Two forced fumbles on the year as well. Barrett Carter with 54 total tackles. He's got two sacks on the year. Uh, Those guys have been elite. Those guys have been elite for them all season long, and it goes beyond them as well. But that's really where it starts is Trotter and Barrett Carter. So, again, guys, Clemson easily with the advantage at the linebacker spot. To the secondary we go in defensive backs. And South Carolina secondary, I think, in that Kentucky game. I mean, one of the better performances of the season. Nick Wari looked like the freshman All-American and the, the guy that we thought was going to be an All-SEC caliber dude this season. Um, you know, you, you still saw some holes in the secondary from time to time, but nothing like we had seen before, right? They did a really good job of limiting Der- Devin Leary, limiting that passing game. Um, but, guys, still, the numbers are what the numbers are. And you look at Clemson, and, again, I I just I don't really understand all of this chatter about how bad their secondary is like I don't know what I'm missing here um I mean they're allowing 166 yards per game through the air guys um they did finish 76th in pass defense in 2022 but I mean they are much much better uh they're led by guys such as Sheridan Jones Nate Wiggins is a dude who's been talked about a lot this week for his matchup against Xavier Leggett, Andrew Makuba Jalen Phillips um They're really good in the secondary. I do give Clemson the nod when it comes to the secondary guys. I mean, for everything that South Carolina has done well over the last two weeks on defense, it comes against two offenses. Vandy, just throw that game away. And then Kentucky, who isn't exactly an elite passing attack, right? So, to be fair, when you look at the full body of work, there's not much of a discussion here. Clemson does get the nod in the secondary we moved to kicker and punter guys i give the game cox the nod here i mean clemson it's been a mess at the kicker spot cost them a game cost them a game this year because they didn't have a kicker because dabo sweeney for some reason just refuses to go in the transfer portal and get anybody worth a damn um for as much criticism guys as kai kroger has caught this year he hasn't been that bad it was this game last year i think that set very very unrealistic expectations for him um you know, when he was just an animal, right? When in, in the punting game and the fake game and, you know, what he did. But I think the Gamecocks have the advantage at punter. At best, it's a push because I think Clemson's got a pretty good one too. Aiden Swanson, pretty solid at the punter spot. But Mitch Jeter is is vastly superior to whoever Clemson's got kicking for him now. Um, and so I do give the Gamecocks the nod when it comes to kicker and punter. We'll see if Beamer Ball plays a major role in this game for the second consecutive season and guys finally we move to coaching last but not least this one's a push for me this is one that has dare I say ruffled the feathers of a lot of Clemson folks out there and there's a lot of different factors that play into this guys when 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 I give the nods here, especially when it comes to coaching, because for me, like resume and what you've done in your career, it, it it matters. Like that matters absolutely 110%. But when I look at Dabo Sweeney and Shane Beamer, and I compare the two, and both have their shortcomings, right? I mean, both these coaches have caught hell this season. And I would say, in a lot of cases, probably most cases, deservedly so. They are very similar to each other, guys. Let's call it for what it is. I mean, They're basically the same person to a degree. Like, not exactly, but like their styles are identical. They're both CEO head coaches who talk to their fan base a lot, who say some pretty out there things in press conferences from time to time. And that's just how they operate, right? That's just how they operate. But these two coaches, of course, one and one against each other, And my reasoning for a push is this. I I understand, guys, Dabo took Clemson a six straight college football playoffs. I understand Dabo's won ACC titles. I understand Dabo's won two national titles. I get that. But that feels like, admittedly, that was eons ago. Clemson has been in a downward slide since last year when the Gamecocks beat them. And so, you look at this year specifically, guys. You look at this new age of college football. What has Dabo Sweeney done since the transfer portal NIL became a thing? All Dabo Sweeney has done has not embraced the portal, not embrace NIL, not go out and get the best players. And his own fan base has called him on it. So, like, I don't know why Clemson people are so up in arms about this. Dabo Sweeney's got a better resume, no question. He's won national titles. He's done things that Shane Beamer may never do. But if we're looking at it honestly right now, right now, who would you rather take to lead your program forward? Maybe Dabo Sweeney gets Clemson back. I- I'm not saying it's out of the question, but at least with Shane Beamer, I know that he's embracing transfer portal. I know that he's going to get go out and, do his damnedest to get the best talent to come to South Carolina in that respect. And you have to do that. Guys, you either adapt or you die. If you don't recruit transfer portal and don't embrace it, and you don't like players getting paid, guess what? Not everybody does like players getting paid. Newsflash. But if you don't embrace it, you're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind. You look at the rest of the coaching staff. I'll get back into the, the, the Sweeney Beamer thing in a second. But you look at the rest of the coaching staff. Garrett Riley and Dabble Loggins, you know, admittedly, God, what a what a crazy off season it was. Talking about those two guys, when you look at the body of work this year, who's been better? I mean, it's easy to stop and just say Dabble Loggins because of the season Spencer Rattler has had. I think both guys have been pretty similar. I I just think the biggest difference is. The expectations for both were much different. They were much different. Uh, Garrett Riley came in with a flashy resume. I mean, heck, Gamecock fans wanted him. Heck, I wanted him. Um, Came in with that flashy resume and all the success he had had previously in the Riley name. And the offense is sputtered. The offense hasn't been what folks expected. Meanwhile, Dabble Loggins, I think we could argue, has done more with less a lot of times, especially trying to work around an atrocious for a lot of the season offensive line, lack of running game, what have you. I think those guys are about equal, though, like when you look at the output and and how the seasons have gone. I I just think it's – I'll put it this way, guys. I just think it's too early to know in their tenures. It's too early to know who's going to be more successful at their respective school. Defensively, what is it, Wes Goodwin, Wes Godwin, Wes Goodwin – Easy advantage at DC. We don't even know if Clayton White's the one calling the plays right now. Let's be honest. And then Pete Limbo is obviously head and shoulders above what Clemson has at special teams. So you factor all that in, then you go back to head coach. Dabo's got a great resume. He's won national titles, he's been to the college ball playoff. We're talking about right now. And I don't know how Clemson fans can tell me I'm off my rocker for labeling coaching as a push when Clemson fans have been calling for this man's job this year, some of them. The game's passed him by. He doesn't embrace the portal. He's this, he's that, which is exactly why this is a push. Because I can argue, guys, even this year, over the last couple years, Shane Beamer, has done more with less. Shane Beamer doesn't even remotely have the team that Dabo Sweeney has, and all he's done is underachieve. That's all he's done, is underachieve and not give with the times and not embrace the transfer portal. At least South Carolina fans can say, hey, our head guy does that. Both of them are wildly similar. Each have a one in one record against the other. You talk about coaching conversation, why it shouldn't be a push one way or the other. Saturday night will go a long way. And moving that conversation to either the Garnet in black or the Orange.